Super Talk Mississippi media production. Come see the Boutique on Central in downtown Laurel for the best deals in women's fine clothing. Let us complete your one-of-a-kind look at the Boutique on Central at 531 Central Avenue in downtown Laurel. You're listening to the Rebel Report Podcast, where it's all Ole Miss all the time. Here's your host, Michael Borky. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Glad that you are with me on this Friday and uh, live chat day. So the theme of this one was midterm grades. As you know, halfway through the football season, what is your midterm grade for Lane Kiffin? That's what we talked about. Of course, the live chat brought up some things as well. Shorter one this week. I had a lot to do last night, so it's still about... Oh, so 40 minutes or so worth of uh, of a Q&A. So hope you enjoy that. But before we get into that, I want to tell you, please follow me on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. And if you're listening to this on the website, uh, hop on over to your favorite podcast app, search Rebel Report, subscribe, and leave a rating and a review. And also, I want to remind you that the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. Check them out online, absms.com. That's the website. If your business is located in Mississippi, and you need office technology, anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to IT projects and phone systems and cloud storage, whatever it is, if it's tech, if it's in the office and your business is in need of it, absms.com. Tell them I sent you, you'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need and what your budget is, and they will find a solution for you on me. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority. They've got 16 locations here in Mississippi, so there's likely one in your backyard. They have an online banking platform like everybody does, but theirs is a one-stop shop. Uh, Unlike my previous bank, you don't need multiple apps to do everything you want to do with your money at Priority One Bank. All you need is an internet connection and you can do everything with your money. Priority One Bank makes you their priority. All right, here it is, uh, the live chat from uh, Thursday night talking midterm grades for Lane Kiffin and Zach Arnett. And uh, enjoy that, enjoy your weekend, enjoy your football, beautiful weather, all that good stuff, and I will talk to you guys again on Sunday. Grades. Let's start with Lane Kiffin. Uh, My midterm grade for Lane Kiffin, I arrived at an A- minus. was the grade that I came to. Why? First of all, because they're 5-1. and Any of you that is an Ole Miss fan listening to this or watching this would have taken 5-1 and uh, if I had given it to you eight weeks ago. They navigated a very difficult spot in their schedule where they played Alabama, they played LSU, for that matter, Arkansas, and for that matter, they played a road game at Tulane. And not just uh, are they 5-1, uh, and one, but the way in which they have gotten those five wins. It's uh, being down on the road in a weird game in New Orleans where your best receiver plays the first series and that's it. It's overcoming playing poorly against Alabama and getting a lot of, uh, not feedback, that's not the right word, getting a lot of crap for the way they played in that game, and and justifiably so. And then a week later, midway through the fourth quarter, they are down two scores, facing a third and ten on offense, and they won the game, and then they turn around and are losing in the fourth quarter again against, against Arkansas, and they uh, they found a way to win that game as well. They have one more total point in the first quarter than they do the fourth quarter. They have gotten better in the fourth quarter. They are better in the second half. Jackson Dart has improved. 
uh, defense, I think, is improving. Uh, it has improved. Uh, you're seeing the, the the fruits of the decision to, to move to Pete Golding. I think people are being, some people anyway, are, are being overly critical of Ole Miss's defense. They are dealing with limited personnel. Now, it's not perfect, don't get me wrong. Uh, they frustrate me. Like, I'm sitting here yelling at the TV, watching Ole Miss play third down defense. I think it's horrible. Uh, with, with the decisions that they make there. I can't imagine what you guys are like in the stadium. I mean, probably want to throw stuff on the field uh, to get them to stop doing that soft zone on third down. I mean, it, it's it's head-scratching. I don't quite understand why they do it, but they force turnovers. Uh, they're really good uh, relative to their peers at tackles for loss and sacks. So, so they're being productive at creating havoc plays and turnovers on defense. And uh, game management largely has improved. Now there are questions about the fourth down decision deep in their own territory against Arkansas, justifiably so, um, as well as the Alabama game in general. But when you look at uh, this season and the way they have won games, uh, I think an A-minus is a justified uh, grade for Lane Kiffin so far. Uh, I I go A-minus instead of just a solid A because the Alabama week was – what it was, it was handled weird. It was weird, and and you took shots at the press conference and talked about how there's a mole and stuff. And I I think it's funny in hindsight. I still think it's funny the the way he did that. But he did treat that game differently, and the team did not perform well in that game. And then third down, third down offense and third down defense right now are very bad for Ole Miss. So they're much better on fourth down by percentage than they were a year ago, but they're much worse on third down. Both sides of the ball, they've got to get better there. So. A minus, they're five and one. All of you would have taken five and one. I assume you should have anyway. They're really good in the fourth quarter. They're scoring just as many points in the fourth quarter as they are the first. Improved at quarterback, creating havoc on defense. That is very much worthy of at least, in my opinion, an A minus grade. Uh, Zach Arnett, uh, I decided to go with a D uh, to, to Zach Arnett. Uh, I don't think you can call it a failure when they did win their Power 5 game, they did beat Arizona, and they didn't lose their other non-conference games. That would be a failure. Uh, so so I went with D with uh, with Zach Arnett because uh, for a lot of reasons. It, the, the thing that has stood out to me the most is the appearance of disorganization. And I know what the motivation behind this was, but I still go back to and point to after the Alabama game. And there were some state fans that told me that I was thinking about this too much. And honestly, I just I just dis- I disagree with them. I think that this matters. So as you guys know, if you watch the game, Mississippi State had the ball at the end of the first half, just over a minute left, and they were down 14. And they made the decision to try to go get points. The absolute correct decision. 100% the right decision. Will Rogers on the first play throws a terrible interception. Alabama scores to go up 21 right before the half. After the game, in what I think was uh, an attempt for the head coach to not throw his quarterback under the bus, Zach Arnett said that you know bad decision from the head coach. They should have taken knees and gone into the half down 14. That's what he said. Two days later, Kevin Barbe's offensive coordinator says, if you're going to win games like Alabama, you have to go try to chase points there, um, and I would do it again. So you had two totally, completely opposite things being said from the top of the program. And again, I think that Zach Arnett not only made the right decision, I think he knows he made the right decision, but was unwilling to throw his quarterback under the bus. Why I bring this up and why it's so important to me, though, is 
mixed messaging speaks to disorganization. It is okay for you as a coach to say, wanted to go get points. We were down two scores. You're not going to beat Alabama by not maximizing your possessions. We just can't turn the football over there. Will will learn from this and we'll move forward. That's not throwing your player under the bus. But either way, that was the right decision. And you had a coach that stood behind a podium and told his fans, I'm making the wrong decision. I would love to see him be more confident in himself and what he's doing. He looks like he's trying to be a head coach and not trying to be Zach Arnett's version of what a head coach is supposed to be. So uh, they have the illusion of of disorganization. Uh, They have uh, been really sloppy and, frankly, bad on defense. Um, LSU carved them up, but they carve everybody up. But on on the other side – LSU's best defensive performance was in Starkville. Couldn't move the football. Very inconsistent at quarterback. The transition and system is not going particularly well. I don't really like uh, how they're using Mike Wright. I don't think they have an identity offensively. They're very good at running the football, at least to some degree. And they've been banged up there as well. So lacking identity on offense, it's hard to kind of figure out what they want to be on that side of the ball. Uh, You've got mixed messaging from the top of your program. A coach that doesn't seem to be confident in what he's doing. So right now, I give Mississippi State a D. Quite frankly, they should have lost to Arizona. They didn't, but they should have. Were completely non-competitive against LSU. Uh, I thought they were too conservative in spots at South Carolina. Kind of cost them the game. And uh, they are sitting and kind of staring down a losing season. They're staring down the barrel of a losing season. The Arkansas game is of vital importance to Mississippi State. We'll see if they can actually, uh, you know, take advantage of a bad Arkansas team and get themselves back on track. So anyway, what's the latest I've heard on the Watkins injury, broken wrist. Now the the word is that it's a broken hand, but I mean, who knows, man? I mean, it's so vague and you're not going to really get anything out of that program. You know, I went on the Google machine and there are uh, types of breaks in hands that can last one to two weeks. And there are others that can be eight to 12 weeks and it's a wide receiver. So who knows? You know, what bone did he break? How severe is it? Does it need surgery? Is it something that will heal on its own? How quickly can he catch footballs that are thrown very hard? And it, it is, um, it's a tough loss regardless. But you're not going to know that answer, I don't think, until he's warming up on the field before whatever game he comes back uh, to play in. It's a big loss. I think, I think what they're going to do is uh, and I already said this on the podcast earlier today, so forgive me, guys, if, if this is a double up. But what I think they're going to do is move Wade to slot, which will be fine. That, like that's that's fine. That's not where they're going to hurt losing Watkins as much as who they replace Wade with. Is it going to be Zachary Franklin? Is he finally going to be healthy enough to to contribute, or is it going to be the freshman Williams? But there is no confidence, or there should be no confidence right now and their third option at wide receiver. And if you're going to be a successful offense, you got to need more than two, right? So I'm curious to see what they try to do there to alleviate that. It's a big loss nonetheless. Lane B plus, Arnett C minus. I can see that. Um, I can see that. Although I, I think that Arnett is not deserving of, of an average grade, which I guess technically is what C is. So I'd be watching so much of Ole Miss football that I was whistling their band's touchdown fight song all day at work today. Nice. Well, hey. Hey, that's – um. you got football in the brain, man. That's always good. Just embrace the six that you have left. 
On the show, I gave them both a C. Interesting. Arnett is in a new job that he was thrust into. He, he chose to take a job that was offered to him, but I hear you. Kiffin has been at Ole Miss long enough to be more consistent if he's the coach he's supposed to be. Well, William, I would say that 5-1 and one is pretty darn consistent with uh, with what they've done. I, I Hey, I appreciate you and, and glad you're here, and I hope you know disagreement does not chase you off, but I, I, I just very much disagree with um, – giving Kiffin a C here and, and putting them on equal footing in terms of uh, the job that they have done uh, so far this year. So midterm grades, I've, I'd give Kiffin an A- minus and Arnett like a C- minus or D+. Plus. My expectations for State were not that high, so my grade isn't as harsh. Here's another one. I believe Kiffin is given an A, not an A+. Plus. The Bama loss could have been the best chance to beat them, it being... The year, yeah, they could have. You know that that's a mark negative, but losing in Tuscaloosa is uh, is not something that I'm I'm going to really hold against an Ole Miss coach as long as Nick Saban is uh, is there. Kevin gets B plus. The Bama week shenanigans were bad enough to bump it down a whole letter grade. Arnett D minus at best. Another one, Alabama debacle is the main hit against Kiffin. Those last two games really boosted him back up. The team is showing resilience and grit, especially on defense. Tulane might go 11-1 and one if they beat Memphis tomorrow night. That was a very, very good Tulane team that Ole Miss beat. You say Tulane and Georgia Tech gave Ole Miss problems. That shouldn't have happened. Here's a counterpoint to that, though. Um, I'll use Georgia for an example. So Georgia, as you know, won the last two national championships. And I'm not saying that Ole Miss is Georgia. They're not. Georgia is a better football team than Ole Miss. So, But, but hear me out. I mean... Georgia struggled for a while anyway with UT Martin. Struggled with with Ball State. They struggled with a bad Auburn team. Georgia should have lost to Memphis last year. They couldn't score against Kentucky uh, last year. You're you're not going to get perfection out of a group of 18 to 22-year-olds every week. It's just about taking care of business and winning games, and and that's, that's really about it. Now, they haven't put a complete performance together yet, which is an area of concern, but um, scrapping through a road game and winning is not something that I view as a negative, uh, especially when you consider how the rest of college football uh, has looked at, at many times. I mean, Alabama went to South Florida and I mean struggled through four quarters. You know, uh, you're just you're not going to get perfection every week. I bet they'll not do the soft zone on third down and long next week. They should not because Auburn cannot beat you through the air. Lane B plus, but mostly on talent acquisition over the offseason and the hiring of Pete Golding. C for actual on-field coaching. Alabama and Tulane game plans were bad, bad fourth down calls. Considering Ole Miss has played debatably the toughest schedule in the country, another one says to this point in their five and one, that's worthy of a good grade. I I agree. I mean, they've they've played three West teams, including Alabama and LSU. Um, I just I, I can't I cannot say that. The, the coaching job, considering the situations they've been in and how they've overcome them as anything other than than good. I, I can't think of it any other way. Many seasons, Ole Miss would lose to Bama and LSU. Kiffin has changed the dynamic at Ole Miss. We would have taken a 5-1 and one start any day of the week. Arnett given a C-. minus. I know he's trying to make his offense more balanced, but let your quarterback do what he does best, and that's throw the pigskin around town. There's another one. Hey, dude, I 
don't think they use letter grades in third grade. That's my evaluation of state. Nothing else. We're hopeless. A third grade grading would result in a U, meaning unsatisfactory. That Arkansas game is so important for so many reasons. I mean, I think Mississippi State, the institution, needs Zach Arnett to beat Arkansas uh, in two weeks. I think that game, they need to win that game. Uh, because they really, do, I mean, if they don't, they're staring four and eight in the face, and that, that's not a decision that the institution, I, I believe, wants to make at this juncture. So um, that Arkansas game is so, so, so important, and you could be catching an Arkansas team that's really reeling after five consecutive losses. So if Arnett had lost to Arizona, he'd get an F. I agree. Arnett won't be in Starkville next year. I'm not ready to say that, but I am not ready to say that he will be either, if that makes sense. Part of his low grade is that he's acting like he's in way over his head. That's the thing that stands out to me is he looks uncomfortable. Um, he doesn't look confident in describing things. You know, he, he just, it seems like, it seems like he's not comfortable doing what he's doing. And, and I know that's just perception and, you know, having demeanor in press conferences doesn't mean anything, but it's it's the same way on the sidelines. It's the inability to explain decisions that you've made or um, does not look comfortable in his skin. Arnett gets an F to me because he turned a pretty good defense to a below average defense at best. I think that he needs to drop the CEO act and take over the defense and let Barbe do his thing and, and handle it that way. That's what I think needs to happen, where he needs to be the play caller and just call defense and be that guy. That's what I think. Uh, we are we have not and will not talk about the Israel situation on on this show or our our sports radio show. People come to us for escapes from uh, tragedies like that. Um, so. Yeah, no, we we won't we won't talk about it on on our on our sports show. That's just not something that we're going to do. Um, I did see that the Chiefs had a moment of silence tonight, and I was very happy to see that. That's as far as I will go uh, on that topic. So the issue is he shouldn't have been hired in the first place. Now hindsight is twenty twenty, but the administration took a huge risk on him. Still, there were always uh, rumors that. Whenever Leach decided to hang it up, he was going to replace him. And I would love to know how true those were. You're not going to get anybody to admit that the, that that was always the case now. But for a couple of years, there was always the they've already got his successor in place. And um, I would love to know how true that was. You're not going to get the answer now, though. Um Frankly, it doesn't I, I don't think they rushed it at all. I think that they went ahead and did something that they were considering doing. I I could be wrong. I just that was always a thing. Oh man, good to see you. Glad you're here. Uh have fun. Play a good show tonight. Looking at state's non conference now, it's a complete joke. Three awful cupcakes and Arizona's an average team who played terribly with Delora throwing it blindly to the other team. Tulane with Pratt is better. Tulane without Pratt is possibly better that's probably not true but is Brandon Buckhalter playing well at his new school yeah it's UAB though different deal thank you Daniel glad uh, glad to have you 
right now, if Ole Miss does what they're supposed to, 10-2 and two gets an A-plus for Kiffin. State should probably stay probably on the track to 4-8 and eight or 5-7, and seven, which probably gets Arnett an F and shown the door. I think his job is in danger. Greetings from Toronto. Yeah, I hope you had fun at the hockey game last night. Had Ole Miss fans trying to convince me that the NFL is a worse product than college football. It is a different product. It's, it's different. Um, to each their own, for sure. Uh, the NFL is a more uh, it's a more sound, streamlined corporate version of football. College football is more chaotic and unpredictable and uh, messy. The NFL is more corporate and structured and clean. It's more of a cleaner game, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, people could say. Five and seven or even six and six could save Arnett, but they go out and get handled by Ole Miss and the whole fan base will want him canned. It's emotions, people. Yeah, absolutely. You don't know how much, how much it plays into it, but how does Arnett keep momentum going and recruiting on this path he's on now? Going four and eight and five and seven with 30,000 people in the stands isn't something to show off to recruits. On top of the fact that in order to get recruits, you've got to uh, raise NIL money and it's uh, a difficult thing to do. Um Everywhere, it's difficult to raise NIL money, but in some places, it's more difficult than others, and they haven't exactly uh, been swimming in it uh, either. So, yeah, that, that's that's a factor that gets weighed in here, or at least it has to, is how do you dig yourself out of the hole that is created, and can you do it? Um, it's, it's apples to lawn chairs, not even apples to oranges, but we have seen Zach Selman be patient with another sport and firing a coach um, that was very much on a hot seat and his team played poorly and he kept him on anyway. Um, again, that's baseball. Baseball is different than football. Breaking news more at 11. But uh, that at least gave us kind of a glimpse into um, the way Zach Selman approaches at least one job that isn't going the way anybody expected. So... You're still concerned about Auburn in two weeks. You don't care what anyone says. It's weird. And Watkins getting hurt concerns you more. Ole Miss just doesn't win there, it, just like Fayetteville or Baton Rouge. Uh, yeah, I understand why, for sure. I, I, I mean, I will be watching Auburn closely uh, this weekend to, to kind of see if even against a bad defense like LSU's, they are still uh, struggling to, to move the football and score consistently. I, I think – what should encourage you, though, is that Ole Miss has been battle-tested already. So, um, one, this team will not have, like, the emotional connection or, or anything that uh, that Hugh Freeze will have in this one. I mean, no Ole Miss player, I mean, they, they don't care. They don't remember. They weren't around. Um, they're not going to be caught up in that. Um, if Lane Kiffin just kind of stays out of this shit, forgive my language, but if he kind of stays out of all that and just coaches – um, that there's no reason Ole Miss should lose that game. It's not a particularly good Auburn team. It could be a slog, I guess. They're, um, they do a lot of good things on defense for sure, but um, Ole Miss has been battle-tested. They, they've played on the road a couple of times already. Um, if Auburn especially kind of gets beat up here in Baton Rouge, they shouldn't lose that game. As long as Lane Kiffin stays out of the emotions of it. The NFL's product is one of a more polished version. Absolutely. That, that, that's a good way to describe it. It's just a more polished version of college football. 
They're different. I, I like them both. I appreciate them both for what they are. I don't like the people that like compare the two. Well, the NFL sucks, or oh, college football sucks. They're both great. Can't stand it. Since the SEC expanded, Ole Miss has never beaten all of A&M, Arkansas State, and Auburn in the same season. Stat of the day. Stat of the day. Do I think State will be bad this year in baseball? I do. I do. They'll pitch it better. Lamontis made a good hire there, but yeah, I, I, I expect them to be doing a coaching search after the season, frankly. Any big games this weekend? Where are you living under a rock? Washington, Oregon's this weekend, man. The, uh, I mean... What I think will be the de facto Pac-12 championship, but that's a huge, huge game this weekend. You've got A&M Tennessee as well in Knoxville. That's going to be fun. So Ole Miss's two best teams in the modern era barely got out of Jordan-Hare alive in 03 and 15. True. This Auburn roster, though, I don't think – I think this is the worst one since. Oh, don't apologize for being negative. You're just being – you're being truthful. You're not confident in the game. That's, hey, man, ain't nothing wrong with that. Ole Miss fans are scared that the game is at night in Jordan-Hare. You're over that mentality. Yeah, I, I mean, ideally they would have chosen 11 o'clock, but no. I'm. They'll lose because they lose. Not that They won't lose because Jordan-Hare. Don't think Auburn plays LSU close enough. Give me the purple and gold Tigers by a couple of scores. Me too. Yeah, I think uh, I think it won't be close. Thought it was an auto loss in 2021 too, and thought that went swimmingly. Or excuse me, in 2021 too, and that went swimmingly. Yeah, Corral getting hurt kind of ruined uh, ruined that one. As uh, yeah, that right wasn't that 21 where he got hurt. It was Halloween, right? I was doing Halloween stuff. That may not have been Halloween night, but yeah, Matt Corral got hurt uh, in that game. Right? Yeah. Right? I think so. I'm losing my mind. Anyway, I've got a bunch of uh, of stuff to do tonight, uh, so I've got to run. So I, I know I'm cutting this off short, but I, I do have to go. Uh, I've got a lot. I've got to get done. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. I appreciate you. You know I do. And uh, I'll talk to you again on Sunday. Uh, Sunday night, I will uh, I will talk to you guys then. And uh, yeah, y'all have uh, a great weekend. Enjoy the football, and I'll see you then. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.